0: Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Typically, we will take some time off for national holidays, and today is a national holiday. I was thinking yesterday that I would highlight as Father's Day, I would highlight one of my favorite episodes. And so that's what we're going to do today, is highlight one of my favorite episodes of the last couple of years. It was a conversation I had with Joe Schaffner uh, from 2021. And we've expanded our our audience and we've grown significantly since that date. And so I thought it would be good to put out this episode again. It was really important to me, really uh, pivotal conversation I've had with with another person. And so uh, please enjoy our conversation. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, share it with your friends, and support those who support us. Listen, if you're trying to enhance a protocol in your practice and you're trying to answer whether or not you can integrate this protocol in a way that allows you to take care of patients who have both medical and managed vision care needs, we've got the thing for you. It's called Total Patient Care, icodeeducation.com. We also have a mastermind group that is quickly forming and quickly filling up for this summer that's going to start and launch on June 1st. So don't wait. Get access. We'll have a coupon code now in the show notes that will allow you to access that at a discount and jump on board with the Summer Mastermind Total Patient Care Group. It will help you answer the questions that you're struggling with within your practice to integrate new protocols and new disease state management. Check it out, iCodeEducation.com. That's E Y E C O D E Education.com. One of the challenging things with patients is that when they invest in a really high quality pair of glasses and customized lenses, occasionally it can be difficult to keep those lenses clean, scratch-free, and smudge-free. Now, we have the ability with Crizal Sapphire HR lenses to offer our patients a best-in-class anti-reflective coating that is also resistant to scratches, smudges, and deposits. This means that patients spend more time enjoying clear and comfortable vision and less time caring for their lenses. So remember that you can provide patients with the best in quality, best in class, transparency, clarity, durability, and UV protection in a single Crizol coating. If you want to learn more about Crizol Sapphire HR, contact your Essilor account executive or visit EssilorPro.com backslash how you can begin to offer it in your practice. Yeah. In me getting one pot of coffee and just... How'd your wife handle that? Totally cool. cool, cool. Totally She's cool, cool. with
1: it? Totally cool. Not one... I mean, she's in the the fit ass, you know, the fit women's club. Oh yeah, well. So she does that Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Did she start so it? Was she one she, of the? She's not one of the very, very first, but she was pretty. She was in there like in the second or third workout.
0: Um, where do they go? They
1: go like this morning. They were at
0: our Cornusker uh, Stinson Park. Uh, they've gone to. So do they post the same places that that we will? And they much. might be there the same time or no? Not the same time, so I ran into her one time leaving a
1: Tuesday workout at Cornhusker and she was coming there.
2: Okay. So... They, they go later? Or they
1: go later. And so she's done, usually home, about 725, Okay. right around there. And so she really loves it, uh, she's a uh, workout kind of a freak, she's way more before
0: I was. Really? Wait. Did Plague bring you in? Is that who, what yeah. he was telling me yesterday? Yeah. Been almost three years. Yeah. Or over three years. No, F3 almost
1: three years. So right. we just finished so, three. Yeah. So um, I was in December of the first year. So I made it within like the, the calendar year of the first year. And I knew Plague's wife. She had worked with me at uh, a former company I was with. And I knew him. I had him at my house a couple of times. So he told
0: me you didn't recognize him. I, I Well,
1: the truth is, I recognized <laughs> him. I just didn't be able to put his name. So I knew who he was. I knew where I knew him from. I just didn't know his name. So it's that old buddy, champ, pal. Yeah. Right? How are
0: you, man? Right. Yeah.
1: And so I went home and I started stalking his wife on Facebook to see where <laughs> if she would ever say his name throughout the thing. And then finally I saw it was Brandon. And so at the time I didn't know he was the plague. Yeah. It was just Brandon. And um, yeah, so he just started talking to me in the parking lot of hy asking me about, you know. Where i was at how i was doing like the second or third question is what's your schedule like and i'm like that's just kind of a odd question to ask and i said well i'm flexible and he's like well i have this 530 workout group i think you should attend that's it i said yeah i think i should attend." really and he just jedi and i was a uh i wasn't in good shape when he asked me in many ways i was hmm. he, he, i was going home and. It was a Sunday. I was going to grill steaks and be a real family man, grill the steaks and have some wine with the family, and then uh, proceed to have 10 or 12 beers and Mm. five or six scotches that night and Mm. go to bed. And I'd love to say that was once a month on a Sunday, but that was every night. And so I'd wake up every morning with a hangover. It was just what I did. But I was functioning. Functioning. Right. Didn't do it in the morning. Never did it during the day. Never, never really even like right when no, I got home. No hair of the dog in the morning or anything. No. And not even like right when I got home. It was like around dinner and then afterwards. And I would just go up to my loft and drink myself asleep.
0: How did that happen? How did it start?
1: I don't know. Um, I think it just started when I started staying up later and just watching sports and maybe even gambling on games and watching and i just got to where midnight was just time to go to bed right and my mornings were just get up enough to get to work right and and work was good no problems um you know i I thought i had a good marriage I i thought i was a good husband i thought i was a good father um but I was that proverbial sad clown, mm. and uh, that day I quit, and I just said I'm done.
0: When plague asked you, and so because he know? He knows that, yeah.
1: And so I didn't quit like cold turkey and just done with it like those guys did. But I certainly realized I cannot get up at 4:30 in the morning and work out with a hangover. Mm. I mean, that just right—that's <laughs> right. not going to happen. And so when I mean I quit, it was almost coincided with that. I went every day, and so there were no breaks. Yep. I didn't have a break even. So, and it became after one week of it, when Saturday came along, and we didn't ever work workout on a Sunday. I didn't really want to drink.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. So it was, you know, a lot of people. Uh, I've never. I always think I probably have a little bit of an addictive personality. So, like even even if I've had like I've had surgery once um but i i just wouldn't want narcotics because i'd be worried i'd Mm -hmm. be worried about being addicted Mm -hmm. um but it seems like if you can cut it like that and not want it anymore there's a different type of addiction right Mm -hmm. it was more of like a social or a i mean what 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 do you make of that have you ever thought about that
1: oh yeah a lot because i have a, a younger brother that's struggling right now and so mm-hmm.
0: um where's he's in Indiana, right? Yeah,
1: correct. And so I mean I did it to just because no one was up, everyone was asleep, I'm watching TV, and I'm just drinking myself asleep. And I, I had problems going to sleep and just falling asleep. Was and your
0: mind racing or yeah,
1: I had some anxiety of things that maybe I shouldn't be anxious about anyways to begin with. And I just remember first waking up without a hangover that Monday morning, the Murph, (laughs) which I had no idea. (laughs) That was after your first week. That was my first day was Sunday night was my first night going to sleep without drinking. Okay. And I took some, I remember Tylenol PM. So I said, I got to figure out how to get sleep because I don't go to sleep without alcohol. Yeah. And so I took the Tylenol PM, got up, did that workout. And when I got home, I mean, I felt like a kid. On his way down from Christmas mm. to the stairs, to the, tr- I was just, the endorphins were yeah. absolutely flying through my body. I felt so much energy while being at the same time exhausted and in yeah. h- humiliated. And
0: not knowing what it's going to feel like tomorrow
1: morning. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. And humiliated that I was like, couldn't do a push up, not even attempting pull ups. Uh, the run was a walk at times for me. And, um, <laughs> getting you know all of that and then going i'm gonna do it again
0: because of the rush yes and you this wasn't even you hadn't even really you know you you had, you were only scratching barely scratching the surface with any guys at that point it, I it didn't was know just it. the work it was just the, totally. the hard grind of
1: we went to coffee afterwards and there's probably, i think the first workout there's probably a dozen guys there and
0: was it in the district? Sorry, was it the Murph nope, in the district? It was, or was
1: it-, it, it was Red Wing. Oh, it was Red Wing. It was Aldrich. Okay. Aldrich was the first Murph. And so we went for coffee. And, you know, when you're first there, you're just kind of overwhelmed. And I just assume these guys have been doing it forever. Like the way they did cadence and the way they just moved about and the flow of the Murph and how it just, if you've known the Murph, it's the, the 10, 20, you know, and then the squats, the 30, and then it's just the run, and then the next run. And and I just felt like, gosh, these guys have been doing this a long time. And I find out a couple of those guys only been there a few months, a few weeks even. But my addictive personality, I guess, it just flipped a different switch, right? And I became addicted to that just as quickly as I got rid of alcohol. Yeah, I got that. And so I just started going every day. And so I was going to bed sore, and sometimes waking up not sore, sometimes I wouldn't go to bed sore, but waking up like Frankenstein with the Frankenstein legs, okay. and I just realized I want to battle through it and like I think the first like ten days leading right up to Christmas, I lost some weight mm-hmm. and it showed, and people said stuff, and so that fueled the 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 addictive personality that I want to get better, I want to be back in shape i I don't want to be that last guy. Mm right? And I don't want to be the the old man that can't do this. And so, and just getting up and being up in the morning and, and doing it with these guys. Um, and it was right when, you know, Paradise had just opened. It was the first, uh, Paradise workout. So we were doing kind of a, a talk afterwards and then the Q source came along and, um, I don't know. It just, it, it was right when I needed it. I just turned 50 like a month earlier. You know, 50 is obviously a milestone where people say, I'm yeah. going to do this, right? Right before New Year's, yep. people say, I'm going to do this. And I said, no, I'm doing it right now. I'm just going to do this right now. Um, and so, yeah, I still have a social drink every now and then. but
0: and you can manage that. Totally. Yeah.
1: And I manage the others. I just,
0: no, you were, you I were was meant- purposeful,
1: right? So it wasn't like, I couldn't, uh, like, I needed it. I just did it,
2: Mm.
1: right? It wasn't like I woke up in the morning and and wanted it. It wasn't like even the evenings, I'm like, oh, I'm shaking if I don't get it, Mm. right? And so when I quit, I had no, like, withdrawals, anything. I don't know why. I mean, I thank God for that. But, I mean, I was drinking amounts of alcohol that would make alcoholics go, you have a serious problem.
0: Mm. Have you had any of your, like, Liver function tests or any of that yeah, kind of stuff. Everything's good. Yep, everything's good. And you are so blessed. I am. How long did you do that for? How many years?
1: Mm, eight or nine years.
0: And, and it just sort of like started, it evolved, right? Just evolved. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And it. And then you know, my wife every now and then would call me out on it, rightfully so. And I would be like, "What? You don't have a good life? Mm. What are you missing? Yeah. Right." you're you have we have a beautiful home here we have beautiful kids i coach mm. every sport you're you you're you have the ability to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of our family and our home uh, we have a lake house mm. i work you know so i was that sad clown mm. right that makeup was that all those things didn't really matter if i wasn't present
0: right and you weren't i wasn't you never so you were there was your mind on work or was your mind on like just other things? You just weren't.
1: On um... other things. No, I coached my son's sports and I was in, completely involved with that. And I would be up and if he asked me to get up at four in the morning and, and play catch with him, I would. So those things. Um, but what what really struggled was just that there were two. I tell folks about the two hours, the two hour flip. You know, and there's different ways I've explained it. But the two-hour flip is I took two hours from my day, and I flipped them. I took from 10 to midnight. I said, I'm going to sleep those hours. And from 5 yeah. to 7, I'm going to be awake. And the, the time that I spend from 5 to 7, those two hours has changed my life. Sleeping from from 10 to midnight and being up with F3 from 5 to 7 has changed. I just took Two hours and think about it. There are very few people on this planet that from 10 to midnight is a productive time for them.
0: Right. not
1: doing really anything from 10 to midnight now, every now and then you might have something you have to do, but rarely is that a every day from five to seven is productive for me. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And so I was able to do that and, and I realized that that was what I needed. Right. And then, uh, I just became a junkie for it. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I, uh, so, um, I've always known, maybe not always, but I've I've I I think I'll, I'll credit my dad with it. And you know, I my son hates when I do this, <clears throat> but you know, on a Saturday morning, I remember waking up, uh, or on every day in the summer, and sun's up, my curtains are open, my dad's got a. V- you know, the mini blind sound yep. and uh, you know, yep. sons, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care if I was asleep, but he would make sure I wasn't and, and he didn't have like any necessary, like specific projects all the time. We would have like yard work or stuff like that, but, but like burning daylight, you mm-hmm. know, and you know, I couldn't sleep anymore. And, um and so he kind of built that into me. And so like when I was in school, if I were going to cram like everybody else crammed, every, I had a buddies that would cram and, you know, from, from 10 to, to two, whatever. Totally. I never did that. I was always a crammer from five to eight. Right. So, mm-hmm. so the early stuff, um, it wasn't intentional on my part at all, but I've always been an early riser guy. And my wife will tell you, I'll, I'll pass out at nine o'clock at night, you know, mm-hmm. some nights. Um, although i F3 has gotten better because, um, I, when I first started it, I would always wake. I'd always usually. Well, I would work out about six. So I, I had a regimen. I was working out before uh, the curse brought me in in September of the last year, and um, and I would work out at six. But I was pushing that time where I was getting done working out, and my kids were awake, kind of rustling downstairs, and so I wasn't able to come home and help with that much. And so F three pushed it further earlier. And uh and that's a real good thing for me because I, I can't always go to Q source and and, and that stuff. I, I'd like mm-hmm. to go more and I go some, but um, but I can be home. I can cook mm-hmm. pancakes, I can and you know, and um so my mood is always like really good in the morning, you know. Not just my mood, but like my excitement for the day, just like you're describing. I've done I've done something difficult with guys that are are working to be better just like I am. Uh and so anyway, I, I think there's something to be said about that early rising.
1: I, I totally agree because it was never really a part of me. Now, I could do it. You know, let's say I was younger and my father said we need to go. We're going hunting. So we got to get up or, you know, if, if there was something we needed to do. But just that early morning. And so I've told folks in the last two and a half years, I've seen more sunrises than I've seen in my whole life combined. Hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. And I've seen them when they're, it's, Thirty below zero, and I've seen them when it's you know eighty-five degrees, (laughs) right? And uh, it is an amazing thing. There's that bond. That first winter of eighteen going into nineteen was was extremely brutal, and we had a stretch this year was pretty bad. But that you know, and it was in the the fact that we only had one workout a day. You know, there's one place to go, one site. So it was the same guys, right? And so you saw them, and you knew. Who's going to be there? And it uh, and it was brutal, and uh, but it galvanized us. Yeah, right. And it almost made getting to that coffee even more of a, you know, of a of a treat. right? Yeah. And then to sit there and say, "Look what we just did."
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, especially because you know a lot of people, when you ask them the first time or even the tenth time, they say it's too cold, mm-hmm. it's too dark, it's too early. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> when you do it. Uh, and you're done with it. Um, it, yeah, I could do it. It's, it's not too cold. It's not too dark. It's not too early. Right. Right. See, it's talk to
1: plague about this. It's the butts and the ants, but it's so early, but it's so cold. And you get this and you get that uh, yeah. and you get that. So instead of looking at it from a butt perspective, but it's so early, but it's so cold out. Right. And you get this though. And you get that. And you get this in return. There's so many more returns to it. And so, one of the things within the F3 uh, lexicon is noble excuses, right? So, it's a noble excuse. I'm, I'm going to go home, and be with my family, right? Mm. Or I got to work, or I need to do some yard stuff, whatever it is. Those are noble excuses. Sure. But no one that I'm aware of has ever done F3. And those didn't enhance. And they didn't do the other things too. Right. And right. those didn't even get better. Yeah. Not only did you do those things, you got better, right? You don't come to F3 and say, gosh, I'm just not as good a father as I used to be now that I've been at F3, <laughs> right? I'm not really a good husband anymore, right? Now that I'm with F3, I'm really not doing good, you know, well at work now because I'm at F3. It's the opposite. Mm. More guys are better fathers. They'll tell you. More guys are better husbands. And put their wife first, their M first, right? And then more guys are getting uh, that, you know, the willingness to be a leader, right? the The opportunities. That's why F three is so unbelievably unique, and so the confidence that it can bring out in people is amazing. And, and one of the things I decided to do if, and when I get asked to cue this year is that I'm only going to talk about the five core principles and our mission statement and stuff that's specifically involved in F3 and not necessarily myself or, you know, quoting any poets or anything like that. That's all good. And I really enjoy those COTs and enjoy all the COTs, but I just want to talk about how unique
0: our five core principles are. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, So I want to pause you because I want to hear all the five principles, but, I, um, when you, when I ask people to come, cause I'm, I was like this, I was like, what's the catch when, when the curse asked me to come, I'm thinking, are you going to try to evangelize me into some non-denominational Christian religion? I'm perfectly happy being Catholic, but if you want to try fine, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, or Same. are you going to, are, are you going to try to, uh, sell me something mm-hmm. or, and, and it's so hard to wrap your mind around that, mm-hmm. right? So it's always free. It's always open to all men. Yep. It's
1: always held outside. Hmm. And let's just stop with those three, right? It's free. Nothing's free, really, right? But it is. Yep. And not only is it free, you get paid back in so many ways. And it is open to all men. Period. Everybody, everybody.. Yep. No questions asked. It's always held outside just ask these guys, right? Yeah. I got to admit every now and then we're in a parking garage, but that wind still whistles through that parking <laughs> garage. Right. And then you get to the next one where it's led in a rotating fashion. So imagine going to your gym and say, I'm going to lead aerobics today. Just walking yeah. up to the front. Give me that little headset you have on there, your Madonna headset. <laughs> Give huh? me this. And I'm going to, and I'm going to lead. They're <laughs> like, you're, you're insane. Yeah. First of all, you're not a member. You haven't paid your dues, right? Yeah. Oh, it's not free. And then uh, and then the one that, that is truly special is weighing in a circle of trust. And that's where it's amazing to see what guys are willing to reach out and, and help with and or ask for help with, right? And that, that leading in a rotating fashion, you know, that first day you can't imagine yourself leading, Right. Like sometimes you you think that that guy who's leading it's the leader every time and he's been doing mm-hmm. it for five years and no maybe that was his first time or second time and it's taken that that guy that just showed up that first time and watching him lead an exercise and no matter what he says we're gonna do it yep if he says we're gonna do thirty minutes of burpees yeah. we're doing thirty minutes of burpees we're gonna run we don't a long give way anybody
0: those ideas right well plagues already got <laughs> yeah. that
1: but I mean it's it's and it's amazing you can watch someone that. Maybe not played a lot of sports growing up, leading professional athletes and telling what a professional athlete what to right, do,
0: right? Right, uh, or yeah, could I be guess that, I haven't thought about that before.
1: Or it could be a professional athlete telling someone who's not very athletic, and then it's the it's the it's the leadership role. It's getting
0: that ability to lead. Young and emerging presbyopes can be tricky. These patients want and need additional help at near but they can be resistant to solutions that create even mild distance blur. The MyDay multifocal lens has been great for our presbyopic patients. It allows those patients to transition into a multifocal more easily. We've had this lens now for long enough that we've been able to see how simple transitions can be from an adaptation standpoint from lower ad designs to higher ad designs. The My Day Multifocal material is Cooper Vision's softest one day hydrogel lens and features aquaform technology combining the unique balance of high oxygen permeability with natural wettability in one material. The result is a highly breathable lens that keeps our patient's eyes looking clear, white and healthy. So if you haven't started utilizing MyDay Multifocal in your practice, I'd encourage you to reach out to your Cooper Vision representative to get started. My patients with macular degeneration want clear and succinct recommendations from me related to products and solutions that can benefit their long-term ocular health and vision. To do this for my patients, I need to be confident that what I'm recommending will have a benefit to them. And that's why my supplement of choice is MacUHealth. MacuHealth is specifically formulated and clinically proven to rebuild and maximize macular pigment over a lifetime. This results in enhanced visual performance and aids in the treatment and prevention of age related macular degeneration. I've discussed carotenoid absorption on this podcast with Dr. Nolans and Stringham, and MacuHealth uses a patented process called Micromicelle technology. And this technology is clinically proven to increase carotenoid concentrations at the target tissue and deliver the highest level of bioavailability studied to date. MacuHealth has been great for my patients. We really feel like we have the ability to help those patients in all categories of macular degeneration. If you're not utilizing MacuHealth for your patients, check it out for yourself by contacting your Health representative.
2: Right.
1: And there are a lot of type A personalities in mm-hmm. our group. Yeah. And you're leading a top a lot of type A personalities. You got 15 guys. I'd say 15 is a minimum. We've been doing oh, like yeah. 20, 30, 40 guys. We're gonna, gonna
0: have to we're gonna have to add another Murph site. I know it. Yeah.
1: I know it. And so when you do that, just think of the confidence that it takes when you go back home or into the office. And maybe you've never led a meeting before. And it's always been kind of intimidating, but you get this chance now. And it's only three or four people. And you're like, I got this. Yeah. I yeah. got this. I've been doing this my whole life. I got this. Right. And so and it's watching the development of men. And that's part of our mission statements to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for the invigoration of male community leadership. And, uh, those aren't just words. We live them.
0: Right. Yeah. I didn't fully get that. Um, until I think, I, I think it was probably when I talked to, <clears throat> to Sparty about it, maybe even for this podcast, but, um, was this idea that, you know, we really could, and I think it, Omaha has really embraced this. I, I think, I mean, I've been to Orlando, they, they've got a great, you know, they've got a great group. I'm planning on going back. I'm probably planning on going, this is called Space Coast, uh, mm-hmm. next week. Um, but, uh, they've got, you know, well, more, way more population than we have here and they might have one site a day. And so, um, so for whatever reason, whatever's special about what's going on here, um, the idea that we could we could have a group in every neighborhood, right like you would never see me again because I've got twenty guys from my neighborhood working out at the park down there every single day, right that's kind of the, the goal right
1: It is the goal, and uh, it's the starfish mentality that you can <laughs> you know cut off an arm of a starfish and that it, that arm itself will grow and uh, it, it's and we've done an amazing job, and I think it it really goes back and it, it starts with wait time and yeah. what he brought here. And you know, I tell the guys that I, I do a Q school. They've asked me to do this, and I've done it several times. And it's a little intimidating in some ways, even for myself, trying to tell these guys all these things what they need and supposed to do and how to do it. And I just remind them, this is not me telling you this. I'm just reiterating what F three is about. And I and I take a lot of pride in that because. We all played the telephone game as a kid, right? Where you mm-hmm. get the first person read something mm-hmm. and then the next person has to tell what that person said. Or not that if we didn't do these things, that fifth site could look nothing like what f 3s supposed to look like. Right, right, right. And then that site would have a problem growing because it didn't have all of the things that are That's needed. That's really to. interesting. So when, when there's a small group and there's seven of you and you've all done this a while, you still say the five core principles, right? right. You still say the mission statement. You still say the disclaimer because that's what we do. Yeah. Right. And so it was just indoctrinated into me that this is what we do. And so I, I, I didn't become, and I said, we're not militant, but we're we're regimented. There are ways to do it. There's a way to say the exercise. And, (laughs) and I tell folks, when you say it, right which is silly and sometimes, but when you say it right, you say the correct exercise and you start them right, guys look at you and go, okay,
0: you're ready. You're yep. ready. We're,
1: I'm going to follow you. And when the, when the exercises are, are laid out perfectly and you do it right, guys like this person put in time, prepared. Mm-hmm. if I'm going up at five o'clock to come work out, I hope you've put some time in thinking about what workout you're putting together for us. Yeah. That you're just not going to wing it and not know any of the exercise and say, Oh, it's all oh, that's silly. We'll just call it jumping mm-hmm. jacks. no, Called side straddle hop, right?
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's silly,
1: right? But that's what it's called, right? And if in there are guys who come in and didn't quite understand it or respect it or thought it was silly at first, that are now full in.
0: No, and- it's it's weird because uh you know, thinking it's silly at first. Uh, I don't remember exactly what I was thinking when when I went with with uh the curse to the first one that I went with him to. I think it was a. Must have been. I think it was Paradise, or it was Paradise, Paradise. and um, and I didn't really know what to expect, but it was a little bit. I felt it like it was a little cheesy because we have these different names for things, and then there's a lot of um, you know, your your code name. It's very Mm -hmm. um, similar to what I would imagine a fraternity would be, although I've never been in a fraternity, but in like really good ways, right? Right. uh, You know, there's there's a little. um, I, I brought. I brought uh, my friend <clears throat> from growing up to uh, red wing on Monday. He's a Catholic priest mm-hmm. and he's, he's out in on the East coast. And, um, and one of the things that he mentioned on the way back in the car after we were done is he said, he goes, and he's very introspective. He's, he's a Yale trained attorney before he went to become a priest. Wow. Um, anyway, he's got a great story, but the, he said, I, I, I'm going to butcher his words, but he said the men were basically, basically, what he said was, they're so genuine and they're so encouraging for you to be there, right? So, like, instead of, and you get, it, people aren't going to haze you first mm-hmm. and then encourage you, right? It's, it's no, you're going to, we're going to get you in, we're going to get you comfortable, and we're going to be encouraging. Then we can bust your balls a little bit. Totally. And it's,
1: and that also goes physically. Exactly. So it's not just the, the, are you saying the right things? It's also the physical part about it is that F3 is 100% geared for the six. Hmm. The workout is not for the top guy. Hmm. The workout is geared for the, for the six, the guy that's, that we're bringing along. Right. Because if it was just go to CrossFit. Right. Right. And those who don't feel like they're getting enough workouts. Well, when you're waiting instead of Al Gore, which is just kind of a squat, once you do burpees. Yep. Right. Or once you circle back, right. So you can get your workout in and get all the calories burnt and all your miles in and still have that guy that's out of shape, huffing and puffing. Yeah. And bring him along, feel like he's just part of that workout, just like you were. Cause I was that guy. The the joke is that it wasn't a joke. (laughs) I thought they changed my name to the six. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Really? You didn't think that?
1: Yes. Those first five (laughs) workouts, I, you know, I still said khakis, but I thought it was like a nickname. The six is in. The yeah. six because oh, I was six is in. No way. And I thought they changed my they name. They thought that was you. I thought they I thought, thought they gave was... me the nickname and then they nicknamed me again the six. Because oh. I did not I, I, I did not grow up in a military family <laughs> or with a lot of military language, knowing the 12 and six. Yeah, So that was that was a foreign concept to me. So I just thought they called me the six. Wow. And I once I kind of figured that out, I said, okay, I get it. And it was really Weird, because on all the runs, because I was going every day, there would always be someone else back running with me. I'm like, God, that's so awesome. Someone's tired, too. And I realized they're not tired. No, they're not tired. They're just coming back with me. And it was a different guy. And it, and it wasn't like a rehearsed plan. It just... Happens. It organically happens. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, it's not organic because I think it's purposeful. For sure. But but it, it's not always the same person. Right? It's not always the same. That Yeah. That's what I mean. That
1: it's not saying, okay, you got the six right. today. Right? right. It's just... Who's ever there, or maybe someone who knows them, and I always think it's really um helpful. I believe that the guy that brought you isn't the six, isn't the one coming back to pick up the six, just someone else. and the, most of the time when I do it, I'm tired, but and I, I use it as an excuse to kind yeah. of be, but I never I rarely say anything.
0: I, I just, don't either. I
1: just run behind them. Yeah, I don't run either. beside him.
0: You know, I think a lot of times what happens is and it happened today, and I won't say who it was, but um we had a fun tough, tough workout at the berm and uh and we pre i pre ran with uh with merch and armbar and um so we get done and and we we start up and we had a guy that was really struggling so we actually did we went down to the lake again so was, and then ran back up, and he was really struggling back up, and you know you go back and you pick him up and um, and what's he saying? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, no, right. no. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I, you know, I'll, I'll try to, sometimes I'll just try to make conversation, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say, yeah, I, I just have gotten out of the habit of being like, you're doing great. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I know they know they're they're doing it. They're working as hard as they can. I'm just going to be by them. And we're going to, we're going to keep going.
1: And it, that's so true. And I'll tell you another thing. So, and, and it, this just was, this was, um Tuesday I did the apex with hard hat which is that oh yeah I wanted to do that it's tough but (laughs) it's 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 not tough or anything we've done so but it's tough but so one of the guys that rolls up I um I didn't know him very well and so one of the guys mentions that hey we got one more coming it's Kobayashi don't I don't know that yeah
0: I don't know that and
1: so he pulls up and they were just kind of waiting for him just waiting them one or two minutes so it wasn't very long and he gets there and I was like hey Kobayashi what's up he's like you remember my name and instead of saying no this guy just told me that you were coming right I said oh yeah and you could tell it meant the world like he was like man all right so the, the the inclusiveness of f3 is incredible and the, the different walks of
0: life that people come from, socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, now, the- how do you translate, sorry to interrupt your train of thought, but, but a lot of this comes down to how do you translate that into the plant grow and serve the community, right? For the community. So how do you transition what we've got in F3? How have you seen it happen? in your life where now your neighbors are better or you're, you're helping to make your neighborhood better, your work life better, your kids better? Like, is there some tangible things that you've seen happen uh, that that have you've been able to kind of? Um, For sure. Yeah.
1: And that kind of leads into the concentrica, which is, you know, to, to get right, you know, to, to leave right, to lead right, all those different things. And so, but the first thing is you have to get, you have to get yourself right. It can right? take a while. And it can take a while, right? And the fitness part is real part of it. It isn't just, you know, and they talk about the the getting fit will allow you to do more things, right? Uh, we all want to be more fit, right? And so getting fit and then it is then understanding around you who you are actually impacting, mm. right? And just the, the, the amount of people that you can impact when you are right internally right both physically and mentally and i think that's what that what i've seen is i've seen guys then say okay i got right now i want to give back to our community and so that's you know when people ask me about the faith part and you know we have a what we're you know supposed to say which is you know believe in a higher power Mm -hmm. which is totally i'm totally on board with that but it's it's also just have faith in the guys around you that these guys are are on the same path right um, I used to say, just have faith that when a shovel flag is planted in the morning, I'll be there. Hmm. Can't say that anymore because there's so many shovel flags. I yeah, can't, be everywhere. You can't be everywhere. But when there was one, I said, you know, plant that shovel. I guarantee you, I'm going to be standing right next to it at five 30. Hmm. And so just have faith in that. And if that's what you want to have faith in to start with. But I've seen guys grow spiritually. I've seen, you know, the foundation that Sparty has got going, right? Wow. The seesaw where we gave back to, uh, Boys Town and the amount of presents and clothing and just it was it was incredible uh, to see what we're doing at some of the food banks right at the anniversary the amount of canned goods that we we raised uh, we are making a difference right but first thing we had to do we had to get fit we had to get a bunch of guys fit we had to figure out what, what we were doing and now we're moving on to bigger and better things I mean this foundation is a real thing
0: yeah yeah. It's, a, I mean,
1: it's not a $5,000 scholarship. It's a $20,000 scholarship. Right. It's 5000 a year.
0: Per four, basically four kids, right? Yes. So it's going to carry through. They can keep going every year yep. and reapply. I mean, it's huge. It is huge. And so, and we're going to make sure that
1: that is funded before we offer that scholarship, And say, okay, we're going to get enough funds to get it. So, what we're going to need to do in order to make sure that the funds are already in is. Continue to reach out to our community to let them know the good things that we're doing. Uh, it it literally is amazing when you think about what F three is, and
0: you try to. And so when you get so like, but see you can't. I all the stuff that's come out of your mouth for the last thirty minutes. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I tend to want to do that when I got a, a buddy over and we're having drinks or having dinner and our kids are playing around. I'm like, come on with me, and then I start talking about it and talking about. It. I'm like. I know the more I'm talking to you about all these things, you probably think I'm drinking Kool Aid and I'm putting something in your drink, and we're right. going to be all laying down and going to sleep forever, you know? Right? Uh, but but like, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm joking, but in the sense of like trying to, you you kind of scare people off. But it is this idea of like, I think the the better way is, hey, why don't you come join me for a workout at 5:30 in the morning? You can do it. It's easy. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a it's not easy, but but you can do it, and there's guys that do it. All the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, I, I think the, the, the thing I detracted from was just this idea that there's so many things that are going on within F3. It's so all-encompassing, but it, it, it's not just what happens in the workout group. It's not just even what happens in, these foundation, in the foundation and the donations and some of the other things we do, but, but it's trickling down into people's everyday lives. Totally. And for sure it is
1: and, and they come back and they tell you and they start talking about this stuff in the circle of trust or you just see it or you you know and granted you can't hear everybody's story all the time right because we're we're now so so large but you know the guys that are just doing better the, the amount of guys in our group that have oh told were substances, were yeah, yeah they told substances guys to go who, away
0: I, I look at i look at guy like I didn't know that story about you. Mm-hmm. I, there's, I won't mention his name, but probably we'll have him on the, but there's multiple people where, um, where I'm like, oh, I would not have ever known that, that you were an addict. Mm-hmm. And not just like alcohol. I mean, that's not, not right. that that's the bad, but I mean, there's hardcore right. guys that had their stuff right now. Yep. Uh, and and they,
1: they were on some. Yeah, they, and they were on the wrong path, Yeah. right? And they're some of our best leaders right now. Yep. And you know, I talked a little bit. Of, I've shared a little bit about my brother. And is you know, he
0: dealing with the same stuff you were? Yeah, he just. How did it, he? How did it get into? I don't
1: know. He's my dad passed away seven years ago, and I think it's been kind of a a tough go for him. And you know, I don't know. How happy he is! He's got a, a beautiful wife and two great kids, and they they work at a Catholic school together. And he's a coach of a track. But I just don't know how happy he is, mm. right? Otherwise, you would he wouldn't be doing. And unfortunately, he's um, not just at night, and he's putting himself in real, mm. real, real bad situations. And and I've talked to my mom about it. I go, you know, there are so many guys that have had this. Let, let, let's just put this way, they had a, a substance that they were struggling with. And I can tell you there's 10 different ways they've stopped doing it. Right. I mean, tater tot. Yeah. Cold turkey day started cold turkey and he went gone and just never went back. Right. It hasn't Yeah. since the day he started. Since so big one got him out. He has mm. not had one sip of alcohol.
2: Mm.
1: Right. And we were running at Cornhusker and it was actually after the workout so they got it was a post run oh yeah and i was just running because i was just had a lot on my mind and he, he asked if he could run with me we we're running with me and he told me his story and this, i'd only been in f3 for maybe a month and i was trying to accelerate as fast as i could so it was probably in january february it's cold and i just went what it's the exact same thing i did mm-hmm. right because at that time probably i hadn't had Maybe I tried a beer after that and it just, it just wasn't, I'm like, wow. And that he was an athlete and he was in sports and just, and so we developed a pretty good bond that day of just running a couple laps around Cornhusker, right? Not 10 miles, (laughs) maybe about, about a mile maybe afterwards. And then we went and got coffee. And I think that's the other thing that makes, you know, F3 Omaha very unique is the coffee afterwards, the glue of, you know, sitting down with with somebody and just spending twenty minutes having a cup of coffee with them. Mm. And that's where that small workout group comes in as well. And so Omaha, and you said you've been to Orlando and I've been to a couple of places, New Orleans, F three, we're unique that we have coffee after every single workout. Mm. And there are very few places that have that, mm. if at all. I think we're the only one. Most have it on Saturdays, and most maybe have it another day in the week. We have it every day. Every day there's a place to have coffee uh, afterwards with the guys. And so I think that that second F part of it has truly been the glue that they talk about, right? That the workout is the magnet,
2: hmm.
1: the second F is the, the coffee's the glue, mm-hmm. right? So you never tell anybody, hey, come for coffee at 6.15, right? You say come for the workout and there's coffee afterwards. So they come for the workout, that's a, the that's a thing. We're trying to get them. Everybody wants to get in shape, but it's the coffee afterwards. That's the glue. And then once you realize that you're glued in, then you start looking at why are we doing this? And that's where the third F comes in. And so I always get these thoughts. I just get different thoughts in my head and I start going different directions, but I struggled with it first. Why is faith third? Right. You know, One of my favorite, and I don't read very often, one of my favorite books was Gail Sayers' I Am Third, right? God is First, Family Second, I Am Third. And we put Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. I'm like, that seems like the opposite order. Yeah, explain
0: that. Because when I tell people, when I say what F3 stands for, I always lead with Faith, Fellowship, Fitness, for whatever reason. I'm not doing it on purpose, but there's there's a purpose for why it's the other way.
1: Well, as a Catholic, that's why we were raised. Yeah, right? right. that that your faith is first and your family is second and we're third and all in in that order. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought it was kind of odd that they decided to do it this way, but you have to get yourself in the right state of mind and fit first.
0: Right. Well, for people who don't have any faith, right. Or, or are very struggling, it's very hard in many cases to come out and, and bring them in. Right. There's lots of places for that. Right. You, the the Catholic church is right on, Mm -hmm. right down the street from me. And, you know, you want you want to work on faith first. Well, there's an option for that, right? But but I think that it does make sense to flip it the other way because you're you're seeing that. I mean, when I think about guys, you sort of start scratching the surface and you learn more. So you start by just pounding away, right? You you've, you're getting up every morning. You're going to a beatdown. You're locking shields with guys in that beatdown. Mm-hmm. You start to trust them. You start to realize that they're they're human beings, but they're good people, uh, and that brings your fellowship, right? And if your faith is weak, or even if it's strong, but if your faith is weak, I couldn't I couldn't tell you, hey, Joe, I need you to come to mass with me, right? Mm-hmm. You, I, I can tell this is is really hurting you. I think that it'd be a great thing to bring you back into it. I'm not saying that's where you are, but, right. but it would be hard for me to do that if if that's the first approach you have, right? I- You'd be like, what who are you? I am in a high V parking lot. Right. Right. And uh and yet here you are, right? Probably all those things have been strengthened because right. of that offer for the workout group. And it it's
1: I think it's so two of the people that I've EH'd are now going to church with the person that EH'd me, hmm. which is kind of ironic, right? So the plague is very involved at his church, and now Chicklets and hmm. Stinkbait are both uh, starting to attend that church. Pony starting to uh, attending that church. So th- the faith component of F three is real. That it, you know the the level of diversity in Omaha is it, it, not vast. No, right. Most people are Christian
0: or Catholic. Yeah, or they're Narrow. They're even, Catholic Christians. Right. Yeah.
1: If you want to narrow it even further, <laughs> yeah. but so. When when you start talking about Christ and and you're in you're doing your COT, you're you're relating to most people, right. right? Even those who have who have wandered, right? And it's it's great seeing those people that have wandered come back, right? Or find faith, and I believe that faith starts with those guys in that circle, right? And within those guys in that circle, you then you start to look up and go, okay, there's a higher power. Mm. Right, But I think a lot of it for those who have struggled or wandered, or even those who are, are involved and go to Catholic church every Sunday, yeah, yeah. it strengthens it, yeah. right? It really does. And so I, I I thought it was odd at first, but it makes perfect sense once you're in it that that component has to, in order for that component to be real and not just be a facade saying you go to church, for it to be real you have to get those other two first. The fellowship has to come. I think the fit part is both physically and mentally. The fellowship has to be real. Those who you trust around you Then the faith component definitely comes in.
0: Yeah, totally. We got a little, uh, yeah. So I think, no, it's good. Um, so then when do you bring, when do you bring your son? When do you, I mean, when, when does that happen in your mind? right, certainly what we've done has kind of trickled down into, into being there. So, so you've got, we've got like kind of our 2.0 workouts, but, you know, I've noticed that Patton has brought uh, Nemo, right, and he's just maybe a freshman, mm-hmm. but he can hang. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's an athlete, um, but when, you know, what's too early? You know, when you think about your son or, or Nemo, for example, right. it's probably not an age, it's probably something else. Right, but but Nemo probably isn't going to get out of it the same stuff that you get out of it or that I get out of it because there's there's other stuff that we're dealing with. He gets he gets stuff right, but is it too is there I guess it, is there a too early time where people aren't going to appreciate it or aren't going to be ready? What what has to happen in your life in order to say this is re- I'm ready for this?
1: Well, that that's. Funny you should ask that and that these questions are not planned out, but we no, had. But something not. did happen. The pandemic happened, yeah. right? So school was out. So my 16 year old son um, started coming out every day, just yeah. like his dad. He did. And I told him, I go, listen, I'm not going to force you to do this, but I'm going to get you up. If you say, Dad, at nine o'clock at night, Dad, please get me up. Well, I'm going to get you up, but I'm not going to fight you over it. And when we had those COVID workouts and when Khaki's Cafe started, he didn't sit with us with coffee afterwards, but he came to every mm. one of those workouts. And it's when we did the two-person name It's when we were doing our, you know, individual name And you'd do it, then you'd post yourself on there that he and I would do it. And it would start with him. And I have this just string of videos that I will never get cool. rid of on my phone for about 40 straight days he went with us. And so... uh that was what's a his name quick snap because he plays snap. Sna- center on the football that's team. that's
0: right that's right that's right
1: and so it i loved how other guys respected him getting up in the morning and i can't and i tried to tell him that they, they really look up to you being 16 getting up in the cold and there were some cold mornings during covid last year uh when no school was going on uh a lot of guys weren't working, so we we're staying later, at coffee. It was just a really good time. So that time presented itself really well, um, and it was a perfect time mm. for for him to do that and his development and uh, our personal relationship. Right, watching him grind, I I love him seeing me do the things that yeah. that I was doing out there, and I was wa- love watching him do it as well. And then the other guys uh, working with him and. Then the first time he, he co-cued with me, hmm. you know, those are all things that, uh, man, I missed all of that. It was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. It was awesome. And, uh, so proud of him and doing that. Um, he hasn't been out in a while. Uh, he's got football and he's training and he's doing all those things. But, um, then on the opposite, end, I've got my other son, Noah, who's just a eight year old and comes for the 2.0s and yeah. loves the field day and things like that. So I've got a little bit of a, a range there.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be respectful of your time. I think this was a, a ton of fun. Uh, um, Sparty and I closed it out last time uh, with a little name So rama right. So uh, I'll start. Okay. Chris Wolf, 39. Cataracts. Cataracts. I'm Joe Schaffner, 52. Khakis. Khakis, respect.
1: <laughs> Thanks right. for doing it, Joe. I Absolutely. appreciate it. This is great. Thanks for having Thanks me.
0: Thanks a lot.